Have you ever longed for a five-star sleeping experience right in your own bedroom? Hey, it's Bill Bennett. I want you to discover the secret to luxurious sleep with Cozy Earth's bamboo sheet set. It was endorsed as one of Oprah's favorite things in 2018. Now, please excuse the superlatives, but they're deserved. Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced temperature-regulating bamboo viscose bedding is a game changer. Our bedroom now feels like a lavish retreat with Cozy Earth's comprehensive collection. It's not just sheets, folks. It's also pillows and blankets. And each night that you lie on these is a kind of regal invite into a kind of kingdom of comfort. See the superlatives? One almost feels wrapped in style every night, making each sleep a five-star experience. Mrs. Bennett Elaine agrees as well. The comfort of Cozy Earth's responsibly sourced bedding is, in our experience, unparalleled. It's a blend of classic charm and modern luxury. So don't just sleep. Indulge in a realm of comfort with Cozy Earth's premium bedding collection. Now, here's a special treat. Cozy Earth is offering an exclusive discount for my listeners today. Get up to 40% off site-wide when you use the code BILLBENNETT at CozyEarth.com. That's discount code Bill Bennett. Please come explore CozyEarth.com for the latest in betting and use the code Bill Bennett. Well, welcome and welcome back to the Bill Bennett Show. The Bill Bennett Show with Claude Jennings or the Claude Jennings Show with Bill Bennett. Uh, I Cla- prefer the Bill Bennett Show uh, with producer okay. and editor Claude Jennings. Thoughtful conversation about the news of the day address the threats to America and what's interesting going on in America. Uh, well, I was in, and uh, Trump won a resounding victory. There's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, 51% uh, in the field of you know four people. He got more than half. He's at 51. DeSantis is at 21. Haley at 19. And Ramaswamy at uh, four or five. Right. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is leaving the race. Uh, and he's going to endorse Trump, which yeah. should add, you know, to Trump's number. Uh, DeSantis and Haley remain in the race. Haley has hopes for New Hampshire, where some polls have her single digits behind Trump uh, or low, low double digits. Uh, and if she can hold on there and they go to South Carolina, and that's very tricky for her because that's her home state. She was governor, but Trump may out... Uh, outdo her in, in South Carolina. It's a conservative state. They love Trump, and that would be a real embarrassment to her. If she can hang on, she would have, I think, a prayer uh, for Super Tuesday, which have a, has a lot of states, at least a number of states, which uh, are more, more blue, thus, I think, favoring her more. But it's a narrow path for her, and Trump is very strong. And looks like he's very strong. Comment, but yeah, no, he's very strong. Looks like he's strong. Um, you know, we we saw this. Everyone saw it early on. Um, I was watching the coverage last night, and um, I, and I went back and forth between MSNBC, CNN, and Fox. Um, Fox spent a lot of time in Iowa interviewing people, where I saw a lot of MSN. CNN kind of did, but not a lot. Um, and MSNBC just, you know, spent a lot of time just, you know, analyzing with their, <laughs> with their, with their people. And to a person who Fox interviewed, education was big, immigration was big, 
moral and soul of the country, you know, was big, which was total opposite of what the analysts were saying on MSNBC. And you just wonder to yourself, they typecast certain individuals, even to the point where I think it was MSNBC, where they had their guy who does the election map, was totally shocked that, as he put it, the more educated and high-earning suburbs in Iowa pulled for Trump, and he was shocked by that. Because there's a narrative that yeah. they face about Trump supporters that they're not educated. Yeah, they're dumb. That yeah. They're, yeah, they're dumb, uh, that they're easily influenced, they're racist, they're bigots and stuff. And he says this, and I'm, I'm, I'm screaming at the television, like, of course you're shocked because you're pushing this message that these are who these people are, and they're not. And they're not. Yeah. And, 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 and at that moment, my wife actually asked me a question. She was like, I wonder if how many Trump supporters there are within a 10 to 15 mile radius of our house. And I told her you would be sh- surprised at just how many there probably are because of what the media tells you. Because um, mm-hmm. we live in a you know middle class, uh, upper middle class area in Maryland. And they would lead you to believe that none of these people could possibly support Trump because they're educated and they make a lot of money and and um, uh, they don't fit the description. And there's a lot in this area that does. I mean, not enough to sway Maryland, obviously. I mean, Maryland is super liberal. But um, the point remains is, is that it's interesting the difference between what they say people care about. Oh, well, these people who support Trump, they're racist. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Well, they're trying et to. But when you talk to people on the ground, it's education. It's the economy. Yeah. No, there's an attempt to uh, caricature the Trump voter as, uh, you know, dumb and uh, white, dumb, uh, bigoted, narrow minded, uh, et cetera. Uh, you know, I think it'll wash among liberals, but I don't, you know, I don't know where the, the middle goes. Uh, right now, each of uh, Trump, DeSantis, and Haley beat Biden in the polls. Haley, the most, has the widest margin of victory. Then DeSantis, then Trump. Trump, 44, 42 is the last I saw. Uh, but there are different numbers out there, but they're all kind of single digits. I don't know. When, once the onslaught begins on Trump, whether how much that weakens him and how many people are of the I just can't vote for Donald Trump. And there are obviously liberals who believe that. There are also moderates who believe that. And there there's not a small number of Republicans who believe that. So I, I agree with you that there are Trump voters everywhere. But I also think it's very tough for Trump in the general. Because of how they will, they know exactly how they're going to campaign. It's not going to be on issues. Uh-huh. It's not going to be on immigration. Immigration, by the way, was the first number one issue in, in Iowa on the mind of Iowa voters, uh, caucus goers. Um, it's going to be on, uh, you know, the personality of Trump, dictator, Hitler, all that stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, right? Absolutely. No, 100 percent. And by by the way, I'd like to put in that group of people who may not vote for former President Trump, uh, the group that will say I would, but I just don't want four more years of the attacks and the negative. And so you got to include them into that that group as well. And, and, And I think that's the group that in polls will say I can't do another four year Biden. But when it comes down to it and they're in that space by themselves, I don't know if they'll if they'll punch their card for for Trump or not. But yeah. they, 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 don't, they don't want the they don't want for more years of, of the drama. Um, and that's where I think he's yeah. some of those in the middle. Yeah. OK. OK. We'll see what happens next week in New Hampshire. Uh, we got some emails, don't we, Claude? All right. So this one from our friend Don 
uh, he says, Bill and Claude, the most frightening thing about Austin, just speaking about the secretary of uh, uh, being in the hospital, not telling Joe Biden. Not oh, telling, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, not telling Joe Biden or anyone else about being incapacitated for four days is the fact that Biden does not speak with Austin on a daily basis. We have two current hot wars taking place, the Red Sea being shut down, Iran attacking U.S. troops via proxies, China getting ready to take Taiwan, our southern border wide open, etc. And Biden doesn't speak to his defense secretary on a daily basis or briefing. God help us. Yeah. Like if you were speaking to him every day, you would know that something's off here if you hadn't heard from him. Yeah. But he's not speaking to him doesn't bother me so much. Is he is he in daily? Does he get a daily briefing? Okay. From the okay. Defense Department. Does he get a daily briefing from the Joint Chiefs? Are those are the questions I'd ask. But yeah, no, this is a, this was a screw up. There's no question about it. Uh they uh, they should have been in touch. Austin should have been in touch with Biden. Uh or at least the White House staff. Uh that he was going into the hospital. He he's a, a very important person in the issues mm-hmm. we're talking about, but he's not essential, frankly. He's not essential. Uh, the president can order the troops, can order, you know, the bombs. He can do all that with uh, by uh, by his own authority and with the advice, you know, of, uh, of the Joint Chiefs. But yeah, Secretary of Defense should be should be in closer touch. Um, let's talk about the issue there, Don raised. I mean, it's a very serious matter over there. We got more than 150 or 200 attacks on U.S. Uh, facilities and bases. Uh, it's all all coming from Iran. Um, you know, I, I think Shell has stopped sh- uh, shipping uh, through the Red Sea uh, and uh, and uh, you know, the adjoining areas. Um, so, you know, shipping has been slowed down. Uh, and, uh, you know, it, uh, the attacks are coming. We retaliated some, but not strong enough. And, and I'm not sure we retaliated in the right place. Hmm. Uh you know, the uh, Houthis are just pawns of, of Iran, and Iran just needs to know this can't happen. So I think a serious response aimed at Iran is what's, uh, is what's, is what's uh, required right now. Um, but you look at these maps, boy, and, you know, here, here's, you know, here's, the, here's the carrier passage, the ship passageways, and, uh, you know, close down. A lot of them aren't, aren't going, aren't going through. So uh, it's very serious. Uh, you know, is China getting ready to take Taiwan? My friends who follow this closely uh, say not yet, but wait a couple of years. Um, and, you know, if Biden's reelected, boy, I, I think all bets are off. Ukraine, uh, yeah, I, you know, I don't know what happens there. Because uh, a lot of funding is being linked to uh, by, by the Republicans. Funding of, of of support for Ukraine is is linked to addressing the immigration issue, so I don't know what happens there. But foreign policy is uh, they got to be more alert, they got to be more aggressive, they got to be stronger. And I think this is a very important part of uh, of Trump's appeal um, because uh, they wouldn't be messing around like this with Trump. I just I believe that. Can he comment on that, Claude? Well, not only do you, as far as you say, and you know that they would not be. I mean, we've seen it because, you know, Donald Trump's not running as someone who was going to say what he will do. He has a record. He was president for four years. Yeah, and he, yeah. record he can run on and he and and he can go. This is actually a very unique situation 
where he can go record for record with President Biden. And do, do they really want to do that with immigration? Do they really want to do that with foreign policy? It's I mean, even when you look at, um, um, you know, not um, keeping with the remain in Mexico uh, policy at the border. And now you're trying to renegotiate things with Mexico and Mexico's coming back with a stronger negotiation leverage because uh, you, you backed out of the first thing. And so um, he's not running as someone who will tell you what he's going to do. You can look at his record and we know the world was not such a hot spot there in the Middle East and this Russia-Ukraine thing was not going on under President Trump and he has the record to prove it. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Okay. So this one is from Tom in Greenville. Uh, he says, uh, just check Greenville in. where? Greenville, Michigan, actually, not South Carolina. Greenville, Michigan, good, okay. Yep, says, uh, even conservatives opposed to affirmative action. This uh, The, the um, subject, uh, by the way, says Heather McDonald and racial preferences. Oh, yeah, yeah. Referencing the last episode. Yes. Uh, says, even conservatives opposed to affirmative action should acknowledge the value of racial preferences in the criminal justice system. As a former career prosecutor, I fully support the hiring of more black cops, prosecutors, and judges. In urban America, racial minorities are disproportionately uh, disproportionate to the population, not the crimes they commit, represented in the criminal justice system. Most of the victims are also black. Hiring more minorities in the criminal justice system is beyond optics and uh, and restoring trust. Uh, it's much harder to solve serious crime when you have white detectives banging on black doors. Black prosecutors and judges are much better at identifying threats to the public safety and issuing warrants, uh, uh, arraigning suspects, and settling um, settling uh, conditions of bond. With, uh, best wishes for a new year. And again, that's Tom in Greenville, Michigan. Well, that's interesting. What's your reaction to that? Oh, I think he's got. I think I think he's got a good point. I mean, even in, in the fact that you know, when you have uh, black officers, um, black uh, judges, uh, black detectives. Um, there are certain sensitivities and things that others may see threatening that they don't necessarily th- uh, see as threatening. And but then also same with the community that the community may not see certain individuals as threatening or um, uh, the way they that you know that they that they see others. And then um, I, I think it's harder to say that this system is rigged against you know a certain population when that population is represented in those who are investigating crimes and prosecuting crimes. All right. Yeah, I, I see the point. I wonder what Heather would think of that. Because uh, I, I understand what he, where he's coming from. All right. I mean, so so yes, yes. Hire more uh, black or minority uh, people in the just criminal justice system, and you know, many many of them know no better than uh, you know than than the white community. What's what's going on in the black community? Because that's where they come from, right? That's the point. All right. Good. The good. Good. Good email. Well, I'm gonna pass that along to Heather. See what she says. Sure, absolutely. Would you? Let's do that. Good. Go ahead. All right. Let's see. We also have one from our friend Aretha, uh, who says DeSantis needs to say he wants to settle the war in Ukraine. He seems to think that NATO should uh, pick uh, up the funding for the war, but they will not. Uh, They wanted to settle and they uh, met without inviting Biden because Biden wants this war. She says, uh, continue with the Ukraine, uh, Russia situation. She says, there is only one solution. Let Putin have the land he has taken and don't let Ukraine uh, Ukraine join NATO. I doubt he would accept less. Then uh, she moves on to Israel and says, uh, another concession, I guess, would be that Israel will have to give up the land uh, on the West Bank that the UN said belonged to the Palestinians. 
Israel continually built onto their land. Uh, don't give Hamas money. But if there are laws or rules uh, that are not fair, Israel needs to change them in order to get all the hostage, hostages back. I see no reason for us to be in Iran or dealing with Iraq. And yeah, and so it looks like she's... Aretha, I mean, we've seen these things with uh, Aretha before, where she kind of wants to just get the U.S. out of all these situations and, and somewhat not deal. Yeah, I don't think you can. You can't, yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe you can try to settle things in Ukraine uh, with saying, okay, what you got, you got. Putin, you get no more. I'm not sure you're ready to give a guarantee that you can't let Ukraine into NATO. But, um, you know, that, that I, I think they should be allowed in NATO. But Israel, I'm not, I'm not sure what she's saying, except, you know, part of this is this growing sentiment against Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, you know, I was just reading a column by Andrew Sullivan uh, saying, you know, they've gone way too far, too many civilian deaths and so on. Well, it's very hard. It's very hard to war uh, when the war is right next door and it's crowd, very crowded conditions, which is what they've got in, in Gaza. Uh, you know, to 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 avoid this. And uh, I'm just worried about, uh, you know, the relationship between the U.S. and Israel. I heard a report. Did you hear this, that Biden hung up on on uh, Netanyahu the other day? Yeah, seeing the story now, this is just one that I pulled up from the Daily Caller, uh, that there was a very frustrated Biden on the phone with Netanyahu on the 23rd. And his last words to him was, this conversation is over. And then he hung up the phone. Biden did. Correct. Biden said this conversation's over. Well, that's right. that's that's bad. I don't like that. I think you gotta keep supporting them and let them know. And I think that's a bad sign. I, who knows what was said between them? You know, maybe he was justified, but I, I sure don't like the sound of that. Okay. Do you want to talk a little football? NFL yeah. I'm, I'm, first of all, I'm, I'm very pleased with what Alabama did, uh, hiring the uh, Washington coach who's brought his lifetime assistant with him. Uh, he may have some problems recruiting because he probably doesn't talk right, you know, <laughs> but mm-hmm. uh, in the SEC, but I, I, I think he'll do okay. I think he's a very, very good coach. If he can stop any flood from, you know, leaving, looks right. like a couple of the Alabama players have left, but I think he'll, um, I think I think he'll do very well. Yeah. Uh, the only part that I think might be weak is the recruiting. On the NFL, um, you know, we're down to what uh, eight teams now, right? Right. Eight, yeah. Uh, what, uh, what the hell happened to the Philadelphia Eagles? Does anyone know? Yeah, well, you know what? I'm excited because it's taking off some of the uh, spotlight off of Dallas, and they're they're collapsing. Well, as you know, I was in a deep depression over that. But I don't know what happened with the Eagles. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last year. Now, all of a sudden, there's all this talk about them firing Coach Nick Sirianni. And like, how do you fire a guy that got to the Super Bowl last year? But apparently, there's a big divide in the locker room. Yeah, I mean, they lost five straight, I guess. Five out of six, anyway. Mm-hmm. And then they go to this game. And, you know, I frankly, I thought they'd win. They should have no problem with Tampa <sighs> But Tampa Bay beat them soundly, mm-hmm. whipped them. So they're out of it now. They're they're gone. Right. So I man, I I just don't know. If anyone out there, in Philadelphia area expert, and could send <laughs> us an email and let us know, we'd we'd be very very curious about that. Uh, I see Michigan players going to the um, into the uh, draft. JJ uh, McCarthy and Corum, the running back. Blake Corum, uh-huh. uh, both in Baltimore. Yep. 
both foregoing uh, their uh, senior year mm-hmm. into the draft. Uh, Coach Harbaugh looks like he's going to go to the pros. Uh, you know, he did everything he could. He won the national championship, so go where and he wants. Ohio State, what, three years in a row? Yeah, two, three, I think three. Yeah, I think that's right. So hail, hail to Michigan. We got we to gotta say that, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so you're streaming, you're also streaming a new series, new to you, uh, The uh, the Chosen. Oh, you know, I am. Um, and I'm curious if any of our listeners have watched it. Have you seen any of it yet? So I've seen bits of maybe two or three episodes, and I'm I'm planning on streaming it this upcoming spring when I get a little bit get a little bit of time. I think they're on their fourth season or something like that. Yeah. Um, but apparently, it, it, it's it's supposed to be a look at the life of Jesus through the people that he impacted. That's right, and it's heavy on disciples. Mm-hmm. Uh, you get a lot of Matthew. You get a lot of uh, Simon, who becomes Peter, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, and uh, Thomas, you know, become Doubting Thomas, and uh, and and the rest um, through it's through the eyes of uh, these these folks, and you see an awful lot of uh, the area. You see, uh, you know, Mary Magdalene. You see the Sermon on the Mount. The actor who plays Jesus is a wonderful healing, uh, and the Jesus that he presents is both strong. And 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 sensitive, strong and uh, in his in his views, and um, you know, just uh, just de- deeply compassionate. Yeah, the actor's name is Jonathan Rumi. Yeah, and it, it's I think it's a wonderful series. Recommended to me and Mrs. Bennett by our, our younger son. Nice. Who said uh, you should watch it? I think you'll like it. We love it. Okay. And we're in, I think we're in the third season now. Oh, good, good. And, uh, you know, things are, things are moving. And Mrs. Bennett says, I, I know how this turns out. I don't know how much more I want to watch. Oh. So, you know, she, she's worried about, you know, what happens here at the end. But oh, yeah. I said, well, there's the end, but then there's the very end, you know. Right, correct. And, uh, you know, there is the resurrection and ascension, so. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, but yeah, I recommend The Chosen. Anybody who has seen it uh, or parts of it, I would welcome your comments. Yeah, and their comments about that and any other thing, anything else we've, we've talked about uh, at uh, Bill Bennett Podcast at gmail.com. That's the uh, email address there for you. What is it again? Bill Bennett Podcast at gmail.com. And that just about does it for today. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Be sure to tell your family and friends. Also, share it on your social media pages. Uh, you can also uh, email me at billbettitpodcast at gmail.com. 